ye, hear ye. Cowboy Nation. We are looking at this from another perspective. Appreciate everybody for tuning in to this day. Don't forget to hit that like button. Share this content. As we begin to talk about this, uh, to me personally, um, the officials, the aficionados, the... Uh, the officiating of the game the Saints versus the Rams trash right we're going to say that we're going to talk about that uh, it was one of those things where we got to look at it from this aspect too um, poor 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 and, and I can't leave the Saints off the hook poor clock management by Sean Payton is already the two minute warning all you got to do, and I hate this part of football, when you pay these people millions of dollars, millions of freaking dollars, then all of a sudden you're going to pass it after the two-minute warning. You're already in the uh, shot to play, the kick the kick, kick the field goal. <laughs> it's beyond the two-minute warning. He goes for a pass. Then he goes for another pass. No, no, he goes for a pass, and then he goes for a timeout. Hello, welcome to the NFL. Blunders, it, you just do not do that, Cowboy Nation, Saints Nations, L.A. Ram Nation. For those who out there watching and love football, who plays football, who played football, who coached football, if you coaching little league football and things like that, not to let them off the hook. Far as the uh, the officials, the officials flag whooped and uh, <laughs> whistle whooped them on that particular deal for one one can argue that the ball was right there if the player was to turn his head around for the ball yeah but on the second tank thing of that <laughs> is that the defender never turned his head for the ball and he played the body of the receiver you do not play like that dbs you do not play like that that's a call on any other day <laughs> i just know that the la rams would not get the uh the scuff that like the cowboys if that was so it happened to be us, right? But it was stupid uh, for, for, for Sean Payton to uh, to pass anyway after the two-minute warning. What are you doing? Good grief. And uh, it that goes to show you guys, pressure will bust a pipe. I don't care how beautiful and how pretty uh, Drew Brees throw that ball. The Rams bought, the Rams bought that front four, right? There's nothing homegrown about the Rams. They went out there and said, hey, we got the resources. We're going to utilize our resources and put things towards that front line, towards his defense, and that's where you go. Now, they got a window, and the window is closing up, but they said, dog it, we got a young, innovative coach. We got a, a, a massive front four. Uh, we got some decent linebackers, but wait, we're going to put these two things out there on the side, and that are what? <laughs> That is what, right? Cornerbacks. Hey. Yes. Yes. So it is what it is from here, man. Um, for those who tuning in to the nation. So it is what it is at this point. Appreciate everybody. Let the room fill up a little bit more before I go into details. But let me just go ahead and play this day. Let me go ahead and play this right here so that you guys can see the the, uh, the other topic of the show. Really appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being part of this thing. Let's go ahead and play this right here. 
Yes, indeed. <laughs> they said it's time to call Sean Payton. Yes, indeed. That was what everybody said in the chat box. Appreciate you, man. All right, so mad, no sense at all, point blank, and period. Preach, law, preach. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Let's listen. Thank you for the donation. Have a good How does Tony Romo's former backup tell Dak what to do? who he should have thrown the ball to, how fast he should have released that thing. In other words, how does he serve as a credible quarterback coach when Prescott has already exceeded in two years what he did his whole career? Bill Jones explains. Explain it to me, on Bill. This, this is old Cowboys, news right here. What better we'll refresh time to our reflect minds. on what happened two years ago today. What a difference two years makes in the NFL. Two years ago, Dak Prescott was the third-string rookie quarterback on the Dallas Cowboys. Kellen Moore was the veteran backup to Tony Romo. But on August 3rd, 2016, Moore suffers a broken ankle in a training camp practice ending his season. Of course, Tony Romo, three weeks later, breaks his back in a preseason game in Seattle. Dak Prescott becomes the starter, has a rookie of the year season, and fast forward two years later, and Kellen Moore has retired as a player and is now a first-year quarterback's coach. First-year quarterback Dak coach. Dak Prescott's coach. You know, there's nothing like playing. Uh, you never, never get to do that yes. again, but felt like the timing was right. You know, certainly didn't know this opportunity to present itself, and when it did, felt like it was a good opportunity. About as smooth as you can ask for just because your familiarity with, you know, Dallas Cowboys in general, the offense, the players, the staff. Uh, so you feel fortunate. Obviously, there's still plenty of to learn, uh, plenty of on, on the transition side, but it's been good. Strange how things change in the NFL. Cowboys are back. It is strange how things change. And now from there, we go to this. Now, it could be possible. And I'm not saying it is this actual truth or what have you. Uh, it could be possible that Kelly Moore is getting a promotion. Now he's going to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, I want I want to know this. Uh, if we talk about uh, cronyism and we talk about nepotism and we talk about those things and we look back at it when Jerry Jones do these type of things i don't know whether or not this is a dave campo moment i don't know i i i want to have strong hope and will and determination that it's not and uh elite rob said kellen moore is our mcveigh now i must remind everybody that mcveigh had 10 plus years of experience mcveigh come from a different pedigree of coaching staff uh as opposed to kellen moore now i'm not saying kellen moore is trash i'm not saying that kellen moore is not creative i'm not giving this guy a a, a short rope or what have you or i'm not giving him too much rope i'm just going to be right in the middle with the is because I just don't know. But one thing I can say that John Kitna, for those who's locally around here in Dallas, he trashed up the Waxahachie team in high school. There are people that reached out to me that goes to that high school or, or, or got relatives that go to that high school said John Kitna is trash. He's trash. They said that he's he caused disruptions in the, uh, the locker room. He's not developing players. And this is at a high school level. So that's, that, that's my only reservation with the uh, nepotism, cronyism. And, and Jerry Jones is running this thing like a mom and pop show. I mean, for crying out loud, for those who are out here, you might as well call the Duncanville High School coach. Allen. <laughs> they said they might take a pay cut or DeSoto. <laughs> but Kitna collectively is just not built to be a winner to me, to me. Now, I don't want that negative uh, vibe around me. Somebody that went 0-16, damn it, you couldn't find one game to win? Look, I, I'm not saying that, hey, hey, I do know that it's still young right now, still fresh. 
But if you really want to win, if you really want to put everything at its highest key, if you want to put everything in the right perspective, there's no salary cap as it relates to hiring a coach. That's just the real deal. Holyfield, if I'm lying, then I'm flying, you know, and I'm still on this seat. <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things where we're going to have to sit back. Can this team still win 10 games? Yes, off of raw talent alone. I can tell you right now that Will McClay, he's finna eat. <laughs> Will McClay is finna do some, some super supreme evaluation. I heard some people say that, hey, it's not about the coaches. It's all about the execution. But I'm going to go back to this saying, and it's, it's just straight facts. This is not me just pulling stuff out of the air. Yes, a coach elevates a team. Players run the team far as playing and executing plays. But sometimes there's the reality of the situation when reality meets expectations. Okay? The reality of it is that if I'm the coach, if I'm coaching Shaquille O'Neal, and this is facts, and if I set him up to shoot the three and I'm mad and I'm pissed off because he's not making the threes, who fault that is? I can say all day that he's not executing. I can say all day that he's not performing well out there on the, on the court. But the main problem is if I draw up the play for Shaquille O'Neal to shoot the three, I have yet to see or hear or know anybody that can out-debate me on this particular topic. I have yet to hear anybody say, well, hold on, Law. You're wrong about that. The coaching is designed to secure the, the player's ability and to also elevate the player. Now, sometimes you can have a person that can actually do this. He can motivate Shaq. He can say, Shaq, you got to be able to have that release a little bit quicker. You can try to put all of his skills together. But the reality of it is that he would not drain that three on a high percentage of times. That's just the reality of the situation. I cannot preach this enough. I cannot say this enough. Jerry Jones is part of the problem with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this Cowboys team is his team. He, he the one bought the team. <laughs> I the one that fell in love. To, uh, I fell in love other team before I even knew Jerry Jones existed. Okay, but this is the thing. This is his team financially. Now emotionally, this is our team because I've been rolling with the Cowboys since the '80s before I knew Jerry Jones exists. Of course, we understand that. But this is the thing. In order for us to compete and and to be able to be on that top mountain, we got to figure out a way. And I'm not saying that whatever uh, is going on now is not the issue or not the problem. But what I can tell you right now, from based off of evidence alone, the coaching hiring decision that Jerry Jones is, is part of is trash. It's trash. There's nobody that can tell me right now with factual evidence that even this right here, based upon the, the, the uh, the, the, the notion here, and I can pull this out and I can just say this. Is Wade Phillip that horrible? I want to know. Is Wade Phillip, is, that, is he really that horrible when he was the head coach? Somebody put down for me Wade Phillip's coaching status far as his record when he was the head coach here. How many losing seasons Wade Phillip had? I will sit and wait. <laughs> I will sit and wait. Is Wade Phillips is just if he if he's just that horrible, 
or was he was never gave the full entree? Was he ever gave? The, was he ever got the full potential to have everything in front of him? Because now we're looking at what Wade Phillips has been doing since he got left. I guess left for dead from the Cowboys. Oh, did he? Did he? Did he get the Denver Broncos to the Super Bowl by that defense? Yeah. Oh, oh. Let me pause right quick. Did he get the Rams to the Super Bowl this year? Yes. Yes. Yes, but we are so quick. We are so quick to cast aspersions and cast judgment, but we're not looking at the full picture. Jerry Jones, boy. Jerry Jones, man. Hey, it's one of those things that, yeah, Ishmael G says the Saints choked. Look, I'm looking at that game, and I love Sean Payton. I love his creativity, but at the end, you, you don't pass the ball. After the two-minute warning, we all know that. People in high school know that. People around the world and the globe knows that. You just do not do that. You do not do that at all. Now, <clears throat> my thing is with this uh, whole situation with Kelly Moore's of the world, as we look at these some of these things, I don't know. I, I don't know whether or not if Kelly Moore is, is, is going to be that guy. We just don't know. All we got to do now is just sit and wait. And just sit back and say, okay, with this, it can go two ways. <laughs> but history would tell us it's going to go more so on this side of the ball. That when you hire from within, and that's what Jerry Jones loved to do. He's running this thing like a mom and pop show. And I, I just need to figure out a way how, how I can get inside. So I, so I know for sure all I can do is just sit back and I say, okay, as long as I schmused him a little bit, I won't get hosed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, Albert, uh, he said the Saints were robbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how about a better throw to that uh, receiver too? <laughs> how about a better throw? But but also, uh, how about you know the, the refs should have threw that flag though. I agree. McVay got the Rams to the Super Bowl. Got to disagree with you, Law. Wade defense worked when we had an elite talent on every level. Yeah, but what happened to the talent? What happened to the talent? Um, yeah, and he said McVay was able to get there, but I, I can say that defense, that defense for two games in a row, that defense stepped it up. And then we can say that for the Denver Broncos, when Wade Phillips was out there coaching, that defense stepped it up. What win championships? I want to know. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard the defense win championships, right? Player evaluation, player talent also is a, is a major factor, is a major key. But let me see. Let me see if I can pull up this right here. Since – Everyone want to know. Let's see. Wade Phillips. Let me see if I can pull this up right now. Let's see what his record is. Uh, huh, okay. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. As a head coach, well, I guess for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, my guy coming through for the clutch, David Alexander the Great. Okay, in 2007. See, I, I got a research team now. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I got a research team now. Let's see. Let's see what he got over here. Let's look at it. Thank you for the donation to help grow the nation, man. I really appreciate everything. The dedication is awesome, man. Uh, in 2007, 13 and 3, okay? And that was the first NFC East game, 0 and 1. I'm going to the grave and saying that if Bill Parcell were able to coach that team, they would not be in Cabo. They would been more focused and they would have figured out a way to compete a little bit better down the stretch but that's another that's a story of a different day okay so all right so we're looking at the division around 08 2008 9 and 7 okay 
And let's see what else we have here. In 2009, 11 and 5. Okay. So 13 and 3, 9 and 7, and then 11 and 5. Okay. <laughs> oh, what happened in 2010? What happened in 2010? Can you guys remember? That was an injury occurred, right? <laughs> There was an injury occurred. It was Romo. He got folded up like a wallet. I guess it was against the Giants. I believe the collarbone snapped in two pieces in that in that particular game. And then they had to actually bench Tony Romo at that point. And then they inserted. I think was it was it Kitna at that point? <laughs> was it John Kitna? They put somebody in there, and they went one and seven. The team. They said the the players gave up on the team. The players gave up on the team or, or, or pretty much the player gave up on the coaching staff. And they inserted uh, Jason Garrett and the rest been history. But one can argue this right here. When you run in the mom and pop store and you're getting everything going and you might have all of your credentials here. You may have all of the awards. You may have all of the, the defensive stats. You may have everything in place. But dog it, there's another person who's kidding to the family whose mama, uncle, cousin, sister twice removed is related to the owner. And then all of a sudden you see that person, he's getting elevated. And then you look at the payroll and all of a sudden you sitting there saying to yourself, oh, what did this kid have done? Nothing. I'm talking about Jason Garrett for those who don't understand. Have done nothing. And I'm not trying to throw Jason Garrett under the bus. But he didn't have to fight for that position because at that point, he was already given the same amount of salary as somebody who's already who burned his 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 oil in the NFL. He was already given the same salary. So how do you think that person would feel? Oh, man, I got to come to work every day. I got to come to work every day. This person who's already have an inside scoop is giving this thing. uh, He's giving me all type of heat. And then on top of that, I don't know if he's calling the plays right. There's foolery going on in the NFL, yes. David Sanders says the NFL is rigged. <laughs> yeah, it's foolery going on in the NFL, man. I, 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 I don't know, man. I just don't know. <laughs> it was Stephen DeGis. This is Rodney Ellis, man. Appreciate you for tuning in. He says this. It was Stephen the reason Dez isn't there. Mm, okay yeah steven is more he's he's more of a guy that uh i i i would say he's not as as conservative or uh he's more conservative with his money but he's not as uh i guess player friendly as his father Uh, i can say that and i can i can throw in the conspiracy too i can throw in the conspiracy uh far as the la rams i say as people say la money they're trying to get that stadium out there (laughs) <laughs> and uh for, for one thing that i do know that they've been having issues with people buying tickets trying to brainwash peoples in la to fall in love with the la rams but you know uh there, there's tons and tons of people that are fickle fans who will just like to fall in love with teams that, that are winning so they're going to generate at least 20 percent of their fan base to, to to regain their interest in football now because this is a hard town to be rooting for the Ram, for the Rams when you got the, the 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 Clippers and you have the L.A. Lakers and you have the L.A. Dodgers out there. You gotta you gotta do some lot of winning. So it's quite funny to me that they are in the uh, Super Bowl 
And all of a sudden, that play wasn't, you know, I wish, I want to know what the Vegas over under was. Uh, one and seven with Romo, five and three with John Kittner that year. Hmm. David Kittner's putting that information out there for the nation. Yeah, it's called bandwagon fans. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those things, Cowboy Nation. It is. Uh, all right, so Sean Payton to the Cowboys. Let's see if the rumors are true. This is from Mike from Maryland. <sighs> it's one of those things, guys. It is one of those things. Whereas we're going to have to look at this thing now and say to ourselves, how would the Dallas Cowboys, how, how far are they away from the L.A. Rams? How far are they away from the Saints? Uh, how far as it relates to a collective body of work, collective uh, body of uh, skill sets and things of that nature? How far? <laughs> how far away are those guys? Hmm. Let me know down below. Let me know in the comment sessions wh wh whether or not, you know, how far you guys think this team is away from them. And uh, it's one of those things, guys. Uh, now, as far as the game uh, going for, towards to, for this future, hmm. Let me break this down a little bit. <laughs> Let me just talk about this just a little bit before we uh, begin to uh, begin to uh, wrap this thing up a little bit. All right. <clears throat> How far are we away from them? Let's, let's let's go line by line. The New Orleans Saints, they have a, a, a brilliant and I'm talking about a fantastic quarterback. One, one can argue the fact that he's he's one of the better passers of the ball of all all in all, you know. And then on top of that, too, they got a nice running back duo set. And uh, and, and I like the way they run the rock. They got a brilliant, explosive uh, wide receiver, number 13, if you know what I mean. He's a good guy. Offensively, you can say that, that, that we are light years apart from one another. But I'm saying that, okay, if you get somebody smart enough to call the plays right, and then if you can help out the smaller end, because Ezekiel Elliott is a dog out there, and if you go out there and you draft well, then maybe you can at least put up 25 to 28 points a game if you draft well. So uh, I'm looking at it that it's not that far, far, far apart from one another. Because we, before the New Orleans Saints game, uh, oh, well, let me put that back. Before the Atlanta Falcons game in 2017, the Cowboys was averaging 28 points a game. So I'm thinking that, from my understanding, is that we can figure out ways to get things back to it. Let me see. Let me see what the comment section saying about this. And I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for being part of this thing. All right, so let me go from here. It's not that far away. My family, my Cowboys family, thank you for tuning in. All right. And what's up, Roy? Louisiana Roy. We're really, we're really close to the L.A. Rams. I, I really do think that. Um, I don't know Kellen Moore's playbook. I don't know. But I don't know what he's going to draw up in the dirt and say, OK, this is what we're going to do. I don't really know his philosophy. All I only know, only know that Scott Lenahan, Kellen Moore is Scott Lenahan's boy. That's his guy. That's his guy that he's mentored. That's the guy he he helped out down the line. Now, you do not always be the same person that your uh, mentor is, quote unquote, Bill Belichick. 
slash uh, Josh Daniels, you know. They're two guys that are too far apart from this world, but that's his boy, right? So if we look at it from that aspect, Josh McDaniels is a brilliant guy, calls up, plays well. Uh, now, when he tried to do it on his own down there in Denver, it didn't work out, right? So we can look at it from those parameters. We can. We really can. So my thing is, what was Kellen Moore's record in, uh, in college? It was like 50 and 55 or something in three or two or something like that. He only lost by two or three games. Is that correct? Do anybody uh, got that information for me? Let me see if I can pull it up, man. Let me see. Appreciate those that's on the Periscope, man. Shout out to you, Mim, and shout out to you, Juan Ortiz. Yes, y'all, y'all speaking in a language that I can't even read, but I appreciate you all for being part of this thing. Um, <clears throat> at least statistically, well, uh, yeah, assistant, yeah, <laughs> David Alexander. Let me see what we got over here. Let me pull up Kelly Moore's. Let me see if I can find that 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 great info uh, for you all, uh, so I can digest it as well. Let me see. Mm. Kellen Moore, fifty and three. Chris, appreciate you, Denzeler. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Uh, let's see, fifty and three. So, with that being said, that's not bad at all. And uh, it's one of those things where you can look at it and say to yourself, man, maybe if Kelly Moore can do this better, maybe if he can do that better. Hmm. Hmm. 53 and two, I think. Okay. All right. So let's see. The question is, is uh, the OC going to have input on creating plays or will they be still using Jason Garrett (laughs) bland playbook uh, or play style? Um, this is the thing. My guy, Jerry Reese mentioned that when he called me, gave me a call and he said, look, law, you got to look at it from this aspect of it. And, 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 and trust me, I hope he said, he hopes that he's wrong about it. Is that, uh, when we picked up Scott Linehan, it was with the understanding and the notion that he will call the plays, but it, it would not be his own plays. It would still be Jason Garrett's plays. But if we look back in 2013, which really helped elevate this team, in 2013 and 14, we had a guy named Bill Callahan, not Scott Lanahan, but Bill Callahan. What he did was he implemented the, uh, the, the, the offensive line schemes. He implemented that. And he said that the Cowboys need to run the rock more. They tried to buy into it a little bit. That was the first year Dez Brown went to the Pro Bowl, to be, to be exact, uh, on the numbers there. Midway through the season, they said, look, we're going to buy into what Bill Callahan is saying. And it helped out in 2013. It helped out actually running the rock a little bit more. And then in 2014, Scott Lanahan came onto the scene and he said he can help out the connection between Tony Romo and Desmond Bryant. And that happened. And it happened. That was Des Bryant's best year. That was Tony Romo's best year as it relates to being able to control the ball and not giving away turnovers and things of that nature and throwing the ball down the field with touchdowns and things of, of, of that nature as well. So it was one of those things that it worked. But behind all of that was a guy that swept under the rug was Bill Callahan. He was the guy that helped out this offensive line. He was the guy that implemented these things. But when he when he got released or when he actually said, I'm parting ways, it was only because of this right here. He came into the system. There's an article out there, and I'll post it once the video is, is uploaded, what have you. 
he pointed out the fact that he knew for sure that he was brought in to just to be the offensive line coach, but they wanted to give him the play calling responsibilities. And he was sitting there like, no, I already know where this is going. Jason Garrett got to call these plays because there's not, they are not my plays. They are not mine. <laughs> these are Jason Garrett plays. So you want me to fall on the sword when everything goes, goes, goes to damn, you know? No, I, I don't roll that way. Two tears in the bucket. Giving Chuck up the deuces. I'm out of here. Bill, Bill Callahan went to the rivalry team. <laughs> that's how that's how that all unfolded, what have you. And Scott Lenahan said, okay, I will call. Look, I'm unemployed. I can't find a job nowhere. Hey, my, my the Rams team that I've been on, well, the Rams teams I've been on, they, they, they got rid of me. The Detroit team, they, they wanted, they didn't want no dealings with me. I can't really find no job so far for right now. But I can work on the Dez Bryant situation. To, from Tony Romo's hands to, to Dez Bryant's hands, I can work on that chemistry because, because that's what I know. That's what I do. He was the Sean McVay of that particular time frame because there was no other receiver out there that was catching balls like Megatron. <laughs> Go look at it. The guy was averaging 120 yards a game. The guy was nasty out there. And the young Matthew Stafford was just lighting it up like a Roman candle. Everybody like, wow, that connection. Now we finna elevate that to the Dallas Cowboys. It's finna be on like popcorn, baby. Let's go. Let's go win the Super Bowl with Sean, with, with, with Scott Lenahan. Let's go. That's what everybody was saying. But it fell on his face in 2015. And ever since then, everything been looking at it like, okay, if Tony Romo's coming back, no, we, 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 well, 2016 occurred. What happened in 2016, Cowboy Nation? Cowboys fan 84, the game was rigged, folks. <laughs> I, you can say that, yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Let the rule fill up a little bit more. <laughs> Saints cheated themselves. Yes, yes, yes. It's crazy because you don't pose a pass the ball after the two-minute one, especially when you're in field goal range and you can just kick this thing and leave them, what, 15 seconds left on the clock. I was thinking that they could have ran the clock out or let them burn all their timeouts out, but that's a story of a different day. So, with all that being said, <laughs> back to the story with the uh, Kelly Moore situation and the uh, Scott Lenahan. It's all nepotism and cronyism. That's all we can do about looking at everything. Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones, they always empowering one another. He's still, Chris Chris said he's still a Boise State guy. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, man. And uh, let me look up this word, nepotism. You guys can see that on your screen. Hmm. The practice amongst among those with power or influence of favoring relatives or friends by giving them jobs. Okay. And I'm not saying, uh, like I said before, many, uh, let me see, cronyism. See, uh, I know cronyism is a word. Uh -huh. Let's see, ism. Hey, come on, thing. Ism. I can't spell today. Here you go, right here. All right. This is more what it is. This is more what it is right here. The uh, the appointment of friends and associates to position of authority without proper regards of their qualification. 
that's the proper uh, word to put into that context. Did Sean McVay have the qualification to be the head coach of the L.A. Rams? Did he earn, did he cut his teeth somewhere? I think he did uh, at, at, a, at a longer time with the Redskins. And I think his tree uh, from who he studied and picked up the game with is a longer. Okay. So all we got to do now is let everything goes by and we'll see this off season. It's the waiting game. That's what it is, guys, and and uh, that's just one of the things. It, it's just a waiting game at this point. We can't change anything. Oh, we can't whine and complain about it. It's not our team. It's not our team. It's not our team. It's Jerry Jones' team. That's all the time I have for today. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in to the nation. Don't forget to hit that like button, share this content. Let me know how you guys feel about everything. Let me tune this down. Let me tune this down. Let me tune this down. Let me know how you guys feel about everything. Whether or not it's a big, it's a good pickup for for uh, John Kitna, or was it a horrible one? I do know that the local people around here in Dallas are saying, "Hey, John Kitna is just not the answer. Uh, he's just not the answer." But I'm saying that this team collectively. We have the skill set. We have the power and the understanding to say that with the talent alone, they can still win about nine to ten games a year easily. <laughs> Just have to be in spite of, but they can do it. Um, and, and then also, it's, it's, I'm part of the problem, too, because when I said, man, bring in anybody, I think Scott Lenahan understands that, okay, I'm going to mutually part ways, but check out my son. Check out my boy, Kellen. And I said, bring in anybody. So they might just leave Kelly Moore there. Might shock the world, right? <laughs> he might just shock the world, man. Uh, man. Uh, nepotism. Yeah, to practice among those with power or influence of the favoring relatives or friends, especially by giving them jobs. This is Stellos. 300. My God, David Alexander the Great. Yes. And, and it's one of those things, guys. All we can do now is sit back. We love this team. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, it's our baby. <laughs> it's our beautiful baby. And what we do with our baby, we just got to love it. And we just got to take care of it, right? So, Pat's Rams for the Super Bowl look like. Uh, okay. It's going to be one of those things, right? And what else we have? Kansas City is playing. Looks looks like some softies. Oh wow! I, I we're gonna live to see another Tom Brady. <sighs> I trust Will McClay. I'm ready for look. I'm ready for the for, I'm ready for this day to get all the way out, man. The Pro Bowl and, and Striner game and all those things and and, and the uh, what what do you call that the. Combine and stuff like that. that's what I'm ready for. Yes, Cowboy Nation, let's rock on out of here, man. Appreciate those who who helped me out, man, with the information for the nation, especially those who uh my, my moderators, man. Appreciate you all for regulating. Thank you, Barry B. My longtime followers, yes, appreciate you all. And the new followers, shout out, salute to you all. I'm gonna check out Hunter. Winfro, 
Matter of fact, might bring up another show later on tonight. So get these scouting players together. We'll talk about it. Make with my plate office coordinator. <laughs> I don't know about that though. Another Patriots Super Bowl on the way, huh? <laughs> y'all let me know who y'all want to see. The Rams made it. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Appreciate you all, man. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the bass. And we out.